the last Sunday of the church year, November 22nd, 2020. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Son, we pray, to lead home his bride, the Church, that with all the company of the redeemed, we may finally enter into his eternal wedding feast. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the last Sunday of the church here is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 65th chapter. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The king's daughter shall be brought to the king. The virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you. With gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought. They shall enter the king's palace. The epistle is from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains among a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. 
We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Wake, awake, for night is flying. The watchmen on the heights are crying. Awake, Jerusalem, arise. Midnight is the welcome voices, and at the thrilling cry rejoices. Oh, where are ye, virgins wise? The bridegroom comes awake, your lamps with gladness take. Alleluia! With bridal care yourselves prepare to meet the bridegroom who is near. Zion hears the watchman singing, and all her heart with joy is springing. She wakes, she rises from her gloom, for her Lord comes down all glorious, the strong in grace, in truth victorious. Her star is risen, her light is come. Now come, thou blessed one, Lord Jesus, God's own Son, hail Hosanna. We enter all the wedding hall to eat the supper at thy call. Now let all the heavens adore thee. Let saints and angels sing before thee with harp and cymbals clearest tone. Of one pearl, each shining portal, where joining with the choir immortal, we gather round thy radiant throne. No eye has seen the light, no ear has heard the might of thy glory. 
Therefore will we enter eternally, sing hymns of praise and joy to Thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. This is the word of the Lord. This parable of the kingdom is rich with descriptive imagery for the church and her Christians. Christ says that the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins. From his first words, you already see yourselves described. You are virgins within the bride, the church. Like the ten virgins of the parable, the church waits for her bridegroom to come, that she may run to him, join him inseparably, and feast with him in celebration for eternity. The virgins are those as of yet untouched, undefiled and pure. Their wedding garments are white to reflect the purity of their bodies. Thus there is a contradiction in sorts in this parable with its representation. Even as you are virgins, you are also adulterers and fornicators. You are those who, even from conception, have striven to follow other gods, to love other bridegrooms and to give yourselves to them rather than to the one for whom you wait. Your dress is no flowing white masterpiece at which the world may offer flattery. It is instead a rough-hewn garment marred by the brand of a scarlet letter, immovable, unbearable, and an affront to godliness. You are not virgins by virtue of yourselves, but rather are made virgins by virtue of your bridegroom. The virgin does not do the pursuing, but is pursued. The bridegroom comes for her. He desires her. He seeks her out. He comes to her to make her his own. The bridegroom woos. The bridegroom offers gifts. The bridegroom coos and serenades with the words of love. And the virgin has but only to receive the gifts and to bask in the affection. In the world, such a bridegroom does all this for his virgin bride because she is beautiful. However, the work of the true bridegroom is the opposite. He offers his affection purely from the abundance of love in his heart, 
a love directed not to the one who has earned it, but directed freely only because the one exists. He seeks to make beautiful, to make whole, to make worthy all in himself and in his self-offering. Thus, the virginity of your body is not the matter of concern in Jesus' language. It is instead the virginity of your souls. And on a greater scale, the spiritual virginity and chastity of the church herself, not as institution, but as blessed person. Christ looks upon the church and her members, not as rapscallions or adulterers, though they may well be, and indeed are, but instead as virgin souls, awaiting the consummation of wedded bliss in his kingdom. Thus, St. Paul speaks godly words when he writes thusly to the church at Corinth, I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Indeed, the jealousy of St. Paul for his beloved children is a shared emotion by all ministers of Christ, because it is an emotion of Christ. Christ seeks his bride, even as she prostitutes herself out to other gods. He is jealous for her, shedding his blood for her, giving himself in selfless sacrifice for her, that she would be a virgin despite her harlotry, and, as a virgin, that she would wait in purity for him to come to her. So, the newly made virgins take their lamps, and they wait. The difference between the two groups of virgins is not moral. It is not about some being good and some being evil. The difference is not one of appearance either. It is not about some virgins being beautiful and others being ugly. After all, Christ, the bridegroom, has made his virgin bride, the church, beautiful and all those virgin souls within her receive the beauty of their Holy Mother. Instead, the difference is one of spiritual wisdom. Five of the ten are wise, and five of the ten are foolish. As the proverb records, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. All ten virgins know the bridegroom. He is the one who has purified them from the stink of their harlotry and made them pure. Yet five virgins are foolish. They do not believe the bridegroom will return, though he said he would. They do not bring enough oil for their lamps because they do not believe they will need it. Or, if they do believe that he will come, they do not believe his return will be as swift as he said it would be. They do not bring enough oil for their lamps because they believe the slowness of the bridegroom's return will provide ample time to acquire what they neglected.
They do not fear. They do not revere. They are slothful virgins in their foolishness. The other five virgins do fear. They do revere. They do believe the words of the bridegroom. They do believe fervently that he will come. They are wise in heeding the word of him who redeemed them. However, whether or not they believe, all ten virgins fail to keep vigil. All ten virgins fall asleep in their wait. All ten virgins stumble in their efforts, whatever those efforts may be. You virgins, wise or foolish, will fail in your endeavors and will certainly not impress the bridegroom when he comes. But it, was your never, but it was never your duty to do that. What you strive to do is to be faithful and wise to the best of your ability in the strength of Christ, to live in faith without fear, to do good, and to hold vigil for the bridegroom who comes. Take heed, both wise and foolish, You wise, do not become conceited. In your conceit you become foolish, for you are filled with a spirit of pride and haughtiness that the bridegroom will crush upon his return. You remain in humility, in love, in faithfulness, in diligence, and in reverence. You foolish, repent. Heed the bridegroom, And believe what he says. Lean not on your own understanding. Be converted from your sloth, from your fear, from your unbelief in thought, in word, and in deed. Become wise in the fear of the Lord, that you may receive him when he comes. Thanks be to God for the cry that goes out. As you virgins slumber, even in your most heartfelt endeavors, Your holy mother, the church, keeps watch. She is the watchman on the heights who cries out, The bridegroom comes! Wake! Awake! The word is preached and the sacraments are distributed that you would wake from your slumber, be strengthened in your vigil, and wait with faithful and fervent patience for your bridegroom. The foolish cast such gifts aside but the wise seek them out. The midnight cry has gone out. It is still the dark of morning, but do not be lulled back to sleep. Do not be enticed into the false sense of security that says, it is still dark. I may yet sleep a while longer. Wake me when the bridegroom draws near. You must be awake now. You must be vigilant You must have lamps of faith filled to the brim with the good gifts that shed light to you. Without God's word and holy sacraments, your faith will dry up and die while the sinful heart sleeps soundly and comfortably. Only those wise virgins whose lamps are lit, who have oil, who believe the bridegroom, will enter into his wedding feast. You must get that oil now, for there will be no time later. 
The dealers are here, and they are not selling for profit. They are giving away this sweet oil, these sweet gifts. They are free. Come and receive them, because the doors will eventually be shut and locked, and only the wise virgins will enter. Repent, then, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. His word is true and trustworthy. His return is imminent. This bridegroom comes not to provide more oil. That has already been offered and is being offered. Instead, he comes to provide a wedding garment, a feast, and a celebration. The foolish who did not believe, who did not repent, who lived in sloth, in pride, and in lusts, will not be given admittance. Thus you, O virgin souls, with bridal care yourselves prepare to meet the bridegroom who is near. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Church throughout the world, for the faithful proclamation of the gospel of Christ, for the strength and resoluteness of all pastors and bishops to stand firm in their duties even amidst discomfort and persecution and faithfulness to their callings, for right administration of the holy sacraments, and a right love of them, and for the resilience of faith and piety, let us pray to the Lord. For all seminaries throughout the world, for all seminarians and for those who desire to enter the office of the holy ministry, for faithful and mighty men of valor to learn and to teach within the church, and for an increase in laborers to send forth into the harvest, let us pray to the Lord. For defense against all snares, evils, and persecutions. For steadfastness, even against the current of the age. For peace and unity within the cloven body. For a healing of all schisms. For right and continued catechesis. And that the church would live in a spirit of love and charity. Let us pray to the Lord. For our nation and its people for just and noble rulers, for Donald, our president, Michael, our governor, and all others in positions of authority, for wisdom and integrity, for the protection of all who serve to defend the nation and her laws, for an, in, an end to all unrest, disobedience, and violence, for the reign of truth and justice, for the punishment of evil, for repentance and that all would return to the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of all who are in danger, for all the persecuted and martyred, especially for the Christians of Nigeria, Ethiopia, France, and China, for de defense against all calamity by fire and water, earthquake and tempest, and for preservation against all assaults and adversities of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and destitute, 
for the homeless and unemployed, for the wayward and the misguided, for comfort to the distraught, the hopeless and the depressed, for the forsaken and the abandoned, for the distressed and sorrowful, and for the care and preservation of all people in all lands, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to disease and pandemic, for all doctors, nurses, scientists, first responders, and all others who seek to care for the ill, for the homebound and infirm, for the sick and distressed, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Cade, Ramona, Randy, Courtney, Roger, Creed, J.M., Jim, Don, Riley, Rhonda, and David, for peace and comfort to those near death and for all who mourn, especially the families of Joyce, Beverly, and Paula. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, your hand is slow to chide and swift to bless. Hear the prayers of your faithful children and do not forsake us. Grant us, by your Holy Spirit, strength in our vigil. By the death of your Son, make us pure as virgins. By the Holy Eucharist of his body and blood, make us wise and holy. By your Holy Word, instill in us true faith that endures all, even sickness, persecution, and death, without falling away. Let such true faith abound in your people and be made manifest by them unto life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.